UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions, and cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see her in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry and our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to Eucora.com today. Eucora.com. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. She stands alone on the high precipice of America's favorite political observer, political pundit, political commentator. She knows all that needs to be known, and she's willing to share. Our loveliness nest, our royalness nest, the one, the only Princess Diana. By the way, there was a big confab over there in Britain with a bunch of these royal types. You'll be glad to know that our Princess Diana wasn't over there. She was here with us. Oh, yes. Welcome, Princess Diana. Thank you, Sir James. I always appreciate hearing your voice on a weekend morning, especially weekend. And it sure is, and thank you. And, and, and I'm sorry to have to ruin the mood of blessed and holiness, but um, we forgot to play one of the bites of New Jersey curriculum that's coming up for the fifth graders. So I'm going to intrude upon your time and play it for you and play for everybody else, just so you know what's coming to New Jersey by law. One video titled Masturbation, Totally Normal, graphically details children pleasuring themselves a few times a day and that it is a physically safe way to express sexual feeling. A boy in the video is seen dropping his underwear and then masturbating under a blanket before grabbing a tissue. The same video shows a young girl narcissistically acting like she's in love with herself. Yeah, that's New Jersey. (sighs) Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know what's more unbelievable, several times a day or just the whole idea of the court? Never mind. The whole curriculum, several times a day. Yeah, right. This is the information that parents are learning about, not only in New Jersey, but all over the country. And this has been a move deliberately kept secret and under wraps, so to speak, by the teachers, unions, and the left. And this burst into public view, as you had mentioned earlier in the show, uh, starting in Virginia before the election and uh, in the Virginia debate, uh, gubernatorial debate on September 28th, 2021. This is the, the key quote when the candidate Republican Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin, said, I believe parents should be in charge of their kids' education. And the Democrat candidate shot back Harry McAuliffe 
I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. In a nutshell, that is the battle right now all across the country. And for once, thanks to parents getting involved, the Republican Party is engaged in a culture war. And this must be fought. This is the line that cannot be crossed. And we need to get on the battlefield on this. And unfortunately, the left is not backing down either. And even though they are taking some losses, including the Disney situation, they are not going to back down. The left never has as long as I've been alive and they are not about to back down. They can only be defeated politically. Well, let me ask you about the article that was in National Review today. Headline DeSantis stomps on mouse, which is an interesting headline. Apparently, Disney has figured out they better shut up about this if they want to hold on to their uh, subscribers or their audience. Do you do you think this is a real thing or is something not? Well, you know, that's a National Review take on a on a Washington uh, Wall Street Journal piece, and they base the entire Disney throws in the towel argument on the fact that Disney did not offer a quote to the Wall Street Journal. I don't think that that you can make a larger point based on the fact that they didn't get back to the Wall Street Journal with a quote. Um, I think that that is way too early to say, say that Disney is backing down because their employees are not backing down and the pressure the employees are putting on Disney, the corporation. They're worried about losing, according to the Wall Street Journal, they're worried about losing their creative force in their employees who are very much on this battlefield. So I'm not sure that the National Review is correct that Disney is throwing in the towel, but it is true that they are letting the Wall Street Journal know this was not a quote, but it was basically insiders say that some executives have expressed disappointment that Disney has become politicized. So that's the first little hint that inside the company itself, there's some angst because Florida is actually talking about hurting Disney financially by getting rid of their tax perks and getting rid of their special carve outs in the law uh, when it comes to self-government. And also, this was the big one, basically meddling with copyright. Every time this has been sort of a, you know, just standard, let's get rid of the rules for Disney to keep their copyright on the actual Mickey Mouse. And every, you know, so often this comes up for renewal and it's just handled just, okay, rubber stamped. Now, all of a sudden, Republicans in Congress are saying we're not going to renew their copyright. Now, that would be a financial torpedo on the company. So that may be one reason they have started to go quiet. But I think it's too early to say that Disney has backed down. Let me explain this copyright thing in a little bit more depth. I have some knowledge of it, not maybe loyally knowledge of it, but some. If you're a songwriter, if you're a producer of intellectual property, you have to fill out some forms, Library of Congress and blah, blah, blah. You send it in with some dough, and then they say, okay, you own the copyright. But when you have copyrighted material, you have a period where it stays with you for 28 years. That's the original. It used to be the original term of your copyright. Then after that, you can apply for an extension. So for another 28 years, you or your estate can own the copyright. After that, it is supposed to go to public domain. 
So what is happening now is that Disney's been able to hold on to this copyright for the rodent that they built their kingdom on for all these years. But what Republicans are saying is, we're not going to keep extending this and giving you a carve-out on this copyright if you keep this stuff up, which means that anybody could use the rodent for whatever they wanted to use the rodent for if this were to happen. And that, that would be disastrous for this for the rodent empire. So that's why that makes such a big difference. Now, how does this stuff work in, in the real world? If you notice, folks, you'll notice, especially those of you who like jazz, there are so many records now that are being sold at a cheap, cheap discount if you wanted to go buy the CDs or you wanted to buy the digital music of stuff where the copyrights have run out. A lot of the bebop material that was originally copyrighted, the copyrights have now expired. So what these record labels are doing right now, they're trying to sell as many as they can while they still own the copyrights before the copyrights go to public domain and anybody can reprint these records. That's an example of what happens. So with Disney, this is a real serious issue. This could yes, and it, it's, it is due to expire at the end of 2023, the latest extension, which is right around the corner. That is not, I mean, so the lawyers within the Disney company are, are probably scrambling to try and figure out how to save this. And that may be the main reason for the sudden quiet. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about Governor Abbott, the guy that was the laughing stock before the buses started showing up in D.C. with illegal immigrants on them. And then, of course, this massive truck jam, truck jam down at the border. Now, the way that the mainstream media is presenting this is, oh, Abbott's caved in. He took a little criticism and he gave in. But Abbott did not necessarily give in without getting nothing for his efforts, did he? Well, that is exactly right. The headline reads, Abbott ends stepped-up inspections of trucks at border that snarled trade. It was a nightmare because the governor is really inspecting every commercial vehicle. And it really was a nightmare for truckers trying to just get across the border. And so he did get a lot of criticism within the state, even, of course, among Republicans, even though this was an important marker to lay down. So the headline reads that he caved after a week. However, if you read the details, you know, and you you read some other pieces, it turns out that he was actively, the governor of Texas was actively negotiating with four or five governors in Mexico to get them to step up their own security arrangements on that side. So uh, while he created this snarled traffic was the leverage he used to get the, the governors in Mexico, four or five of them, to cry uncle. And so they have had made it's almost like little treaties that the state of Texas has made with several Mexican governors who are saying that they will increase security along the border and uh, guard the low water crossings. And Abbott has held back basically saying if they don't hold to their bargain, he's going to reinstitute these onerous inspections. So it 
it looks to me like now it remains to be seen, but it looks to me like Abbott got something very important from Mexico. And he's also not caving and saying that he's surrendering. He's saying he's going to bring it back if they don't do what they're agreed to. That is stunning because it is not going to ever be presented in the mainstream press that he has a victory where where President Biden has done nothing. But that right. is expended. This he's actually negotiating foreign policy, which, by the way, could, as far as I'm concerned, be protested in the courts by the Biden administration if they yeah. dared. I don't think they dare do a thing about this. Well, we'll we'll see because they're litigating almost everything else. So it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't be a surprise if they if they started uh taking this to court. But the interesting thing is that Abbott is still sending busloads of quote unquote migrants to DC. The third one arrived, I believe, yesterday. So this, which was called a publicity stunt by Peppermint Patty, Jen Bisaki, um, turns out that she's right in that it's public. Whereas the things the Biden administration are doing these secret uh, flights, they're secretive, they're stealth stunts. And there's this, as you say, well-coordinated people moving or human trafficking movement by the Biden administration from the border to all points in America. And so I would much prefer, quote unquote, publicity stunt in something that's being public and above board and announced and declared by the governor of Texas, rather than this secret con job that the Biden administration is doing to the rest of us. Okay, moving on to the Senate and to the House. Chuck Grassley says Republicans are not going to repeal Obamacare if they recapture the Senate. And then the other day, we got cut short by time with Kevin McCarthy losing now, apparently, some of the rhinos. And we didn't have a chance to talk about that. Why don't you give me your impression about both of them? Grassley, there's no, going to be no repeal of Obamacare. And Kevin McCarthy, if he becomes speaker, is, has the potential to lose rhinos in his caucus. And Politico is really upset about that. They think it's going to be the end of, I guess, moderation in the House. I just, you know, I'm sorry. You see headlines of Republicans doing traditional Republican surrender things, and it just kicks you in the teeth every time. You know, we need at this time when we are really at war, not not literally war, but political war with the left. And it's time we have people who represent us who are engaged in this battle. And immediately before there's been an election, the midterm election, we've already got people surrendering, which is what they do every single time. And it's very discouraging. So you have basically Grassley, who is good on many issues, and he has a lot of good experience. But in this case, he basically said, no, nah, we're not getting rid of Obamacare. You know, and of course, that is true, because that is exactly what has happened. The Republicans have not gotten rid of Obamacare, even though they promised to. They never intended to. And I think that basically Grassley stamps done to that argument. And then McCarthy, you were talking about you know, of being afraid of losing rhinos. I'm upset because he took impeachment off the table before he even gets to be 
speaker if he gets to be speaker. And that is so frustrating because why do that? Why say that? He's like, well, we're not going to be like the Democrats and use impeachment as a political thing. Well, it is political. It's always been political. That's the whole point of impeachment. It is a political remedy for a, you know, when there is a problem at the executive level. And for McCarthy to, to come out the box, basically saying, oh, we're not going to use the biggest card we have is just standard operating procedure for the Republican establishment. And of course, I am hoping he gets enough blowback that he changes his mind. <clears throat> well, there are many others, some of them in the caucus, who hope that he's not the speaker. Yes. But I don't think that's I don't think that's realistic. I think that he is going to have the votes and he's going to be the speaker. So I, I hope you're right that he gets a lot of blowback. Princess Di, as always, incredible, incredible analysis of the news. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Love you too, Sir James, and see you next time. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, some of our bottles can be remade in a whole new way using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles using no new plastic except the caps and labels. Learn more at madetoberemade.org.